So, Cappy, you were saying you went to a local music festival over the weekend. What was the festival? It was called Fiesta del Sol. And I'll tell you guys what's cool about this is Mm -hmm. that it's been off for the last two years. So this is the first one that's been back since 2019. Oh, got it. And it's a really small local music festival. So it's like all San Diego bands? Um, It's produced by a group that you guys may have heard of called The Belly Up. Well, um, the Belly Up to, the Belly Up Tavern, which is in Solana Beach, Cap, was yep. my favorite place to go when I lived in San Diego. Well, it's I my thought, local spot, man. Yeah, my local I, I just home. think that place is fantastic. Now, that, that did survive the pandemic. The Belly Up Tavern is oh, still alive and well. In a big way. And as many people as I brought to them, I was like, hey, I got a buddy that wants to buy the place. They're like, nope, not for sale. I'm like... You guys have been closed for two years. Like, nope, not for sale. So would we I've know always... anybody that played at the music festival? I doubt it. Um, I didn't really know anybody, but, man, I heard some bands that I really liked. And um, then the last guy who uh, was a, re- a reggae act named Don Carlos, who was really good. Um, but, um, you know, and there was, like, some cover bands or, like, you know, uh, tribute bands. But it was an awesome local thing. I guess what I'm getting at, guys, is your poker tournament yes. should be so gigantic, and here's why. This is my observation. I don't think it's mine alone. I think a lot of people would agree with this. But people are dying to get out and do things. Yes. You know, um, they, they want to go to a ball game at Dodger Stadium. They wanted to go to Laker games. They want to go to Rams games. But when it comes to festivals and concerts and movies like you're talking about, poker events, people just want to get out and live again, you know? I agree. I agree. I think that's going on all over the place. Well, Sedano is here. Sedano, you've been traveling all over the place. I, I think people are, like, busting out to do stuff. Yeah, I don't think there's any question that's the case. I mean, I was in San Francisco, and there was plenty of people out doing stuff, and uh, I'm in Texas, and we all know that's been the case there, yeah, uh, really. here for a long time. So, uh, so Sedano, I, I, why did you not mention Cappy's yeah, name? Now, now, George, we were just discussing this. I support you wholeheartedly in not. this ridiculous Clay Thompson <laughs> Thank jinx you, thing, but I cannot support you for not mentioning Cap when you had dinner with Kevin Harlan. Well, it just I just forgot. Like it was like Kevin Harlan came to dinner with us, and he he first of all he showed up late compared to the rest of us. Mm-hmm. He wasn't like seated across from me. Um, and then as we were all walking back to the hotel together, it was like a 15 minute walk. He was just asking me a bunch of questions because we, we obviously he knows who I am. I know who he is, but we've never actually had a real he conversation. He is a before. great guy. He's a great guy. We did so the Olympics together. He was he was peppering me with a ton of questions like, you know, I know you're from Miami, but you live in L.A. And like, tell me about your wife and kids. So we're having all these discussions. Tell me about your did. radio show. Tell me about your partner. Tell me about Cappy. How's Cappy been? He brought up radio, and th- but then pivoted to something else. And then it just never came up. Uh, because I also forgot that Cappy worked with him on Westwood One at one point. So Cappy, you feel slighted? Not really slighted. What I, what I was feeling at the time was, and I explained this to George, that if George would have said to Kevin Harlan, you know, me and Scott Kaplan are now radio partners in L.A., Kevin Harlan would have looked at George and said, bring it in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bring it in. <laughs> okay. Now, now, I did bring it up yesterday because we had dinner again yesterday, Kevin mm-hmm. and I. Mm-hmm. Um, and I brought it up. And he said, oh, yeah, Scott's great. But it, there was no bring it in. It was just, yeah, Scott's great. And then well, he maybe moved on. He was, maybe he was a little worried that, you know, you wouldn't bring it in. I mean, maybe you gave him a vibe like you don't, you don't like to bring it in. So all I'm saying is I did bring it up yesterday. I, I said I almost forgot I wanted to tell you today because I didn't mention it the other day that – and I specifically stated it just like that because I'm assuming you probably reached out to him at some point. And he may have said that. I don't remember if he did or didn't. All right, but, now, now uh, George, you're in Dallas now, right? Yeah. All right, I'm going to tell you to do something if you've never done it and you're going to think I'm being uh, touristy and geeky, but okay. trust me. Okay. If you have downtime tomorrow – during mm-hmm. the day, even if you only got an hour, mm-hmm. go to the sixth floor museum where Oswald sh- uh, shot the gun that killed Kennedy. It is the coolest natural history museum. I mean, it, you can see in the window where Oswald pulled the trigger and you, they've got all the news reports. You can hear Walter Cronkite. You can see what Kennedy did that day. It's a walkthrough museum. I think it costs 15 bucks. Totally worth it if you get if an hour tomorrow. Trust me. Okay, I don't know if I'll have an hour tomorrow. Uh, maybe if the I doubt the series will get extended to six games at this right, point. No. But but you can do it next year when you go but back. But also kind of a downer. I got to be honest. Yeah, with I got too. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm yeah. here for the game. It, uh, let's go see where the assassination happened. No. Right. By the right. way, you can go down to the grassy knoll. Yes. Yeah. No way. Oswald acted alone. Uh, Oswald Those acted alone. Liars on the, the Warren Commission, thing including in the world. Gerald Ford, Occam's Razor. Yeah. The yeah. So, obvious answer is the right one. Uh, so to finish to finish Mike Hartland conversation, he did bring he. 
did say, oh, that's great. I, I, Scott's great. Uh, there was no bring it in. And I am having dinner with him again tonight. Do you want me to bring it up a, a second time? I Kathy? want you to say I want you to say to Kevin Harlan. This is what yeah. I want you to say to him. Kaplan tells me that now that I tell you, Kevin, that we work together, that you are immediately going to treat me as if I am family. I know you're going to pick the up the time, tab. Right. It's only the third time we've ever been together. It's only the third time we've ever hung out together. But Kaplan says that if he and I are related, that means you and me are related. So he says that you say, bring it in. Okay. I, I will I will bring this up at some point uh, during the uh, the meal or perhaps after the fact. But, I I mean, Kevin and I are becoming BFFs now. I mean, we have three meals in a row here. You know? Who do you think is a better friend with Harlan? Is it you or is it Cappy? How well did you know Harlan? Well, we worked together for many, many years, yeah. traveling together for CBS and for West. Sounds like he didn't really light up when he heard your name. <laughs> Well, I'm going to disagree, Steve. I'm going to disagree. I mean, I'm, just, I'm just telling you the truth. I mean, George described it. It does, just doesn't sound like Harlan was like, oh, Cappy, I love Cap. Well, I think George is downplaying it, to be honest. No, with you. I'm just telling you exactly what happened. He said, oh, Scott's great. Yeah. And did you text him or not? I have texted him and told him that we need to put him on the air. <laughs> no, 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 no. Did you text him since my, conver- my yes, initial I conversation? Yes, That's, I have. So he did bring that up. He said, yes. yeah, he texted me. And then he's like, wow, how about that? And I was like, yeah, we're having fun. And then he pivoted to something else. <laughs> so it sounds well, like he's not a huge cap player. It sounds like he, this no, is interesting. It sounds it, like you, he played a larger role in your life than you played in his, Cappy. I would, agree, I would agree with that, that he has played a larger role in my life than I've played in his. I would agree with that. Um, now, Cappy, you have made this a thing for three days while I've been gone. I mean, good Lord. Well, I was I was good with it on Friday. And, right? No, you and, weren't. You weren't good with it on Friday. So, <laughs> because, no, because I was good I, with I, ending it on Friday. Let me say that. Yeah, but the fu- because I did it in a funny way. You got it. Seems like I mean the the community, the Sedano Cap community, felt like you took offense when all I was doing was just you know pulling your leg a little bit by this, saying yeah you you didn't come up you didn't you know you weren't mentioned in it. The you Sedano know. and Cap community. Had How is back. the community? I've not heard about the community oh, the in a community while. The community is thriving. Is it thriving? It is Good. Amazing. You know, well, I'm, in, I'm in the community. I'm not, I'm not. Right I haven't applied. They're very upset because the uh, the app is acting wonky. Yeah, Although I know. I Everybody was... is. And if you're listening right now, the, app, the stuff is wonky today. So just well, bear with us. I, I caught the end of Game of Games and Cap failing uh, again, uh, letting Bergman win the game. Um, and I, it sounded fine to me, so I don't know. Maybe it's you uh, said it though. I let him win the game. You said it. There were some problems early on, but I think we fixed them. So hopefully it stays that way. Oh, thank you, Bergie. You're Just welcome. let him. Just let him win, George. Mini Could boss. Great job, mini. Great job, mini boss. Mini boss. <laughs> no, you know <laughs> we're deciding. We're calling uh, Bergman the general. He's now Koopa the. Troopa he's is now funny. the general. I'm a general. Says. Yeah, by, the way, hey, by the way, George, what do you believe about all the Laker coaching rumors? What do you, what do you how do you separate fact from fiction? What do you think? Well, I was on, I was on these airwaves like a month ago or whatever it was when the season ended immediately. What was the first name I said, Cappy? Juwan Howard, believe it or yeah. not. I mean, listen, I, I hate to have to admit it when George is right about something, but in this particular instance, he brought up Juwan Howard before anybody, and most of us were like, Juwan Howard, uh, really? And then yeah. you know, there was a compelling case to be made. So do you think he's out? Oh, yeah, he's out. Okay. Um, he wants to coach his sons. Right. So, so Mark and, Stein, who we like, and speaking of Dallas, Mark lived in Dallas for I a I saw him years. yesterday, yeah. Um, he mentioned Mark, me? Yeah, he, mentioned, he didn't mention you. Did but, he mention, no. did you talk to him about Cappy? Uh, no, Cappy's oh, okay. name didn't bring up. But he mentioned that, that the, <laughs> the Jawan Howard thing may not be completely dead and that the Doc Rivers thing may not be completely dead. Well, the Doc Rivers thing, I believe. I mean, I, Ramon and I are in the same camp. Uh, we talked about this, you know, a couple weeks ago. Um, she says, I believe said the same thing on the air too with you, John, which is that, you know, when there's a poker Darryl game Mor- going on. Yeah. When yeah. Daryl Morey said that, yeah, we're not, we're keeping doc. That's more on the lines of, well, we just want the Lakers to give up compensation. Do you think that's a real thing? You think the doc is actually a live play for the Lakers? I mean, Mark Stein says, yeah, probably. What do you think? I, I believe he is. I believe that there, where there's smoke, there's too much smoke around Doc and the Lakers to, for it not to at least be somewhat true. And George, nobody, n- no one in Doc's camp, including Doc, has said a word. Daryl's no. the only one who said anything, and that's weird, you know. Yeah, but here's the thing, uh, and this is just me gleaning, gleaming things off of my time covering. Remember, I did two of those Philly games in the last round, right? And I just get the sense, and I had had that sense prior to being part of the series but then i got to kind of see it 
And I just don't think Doc loves James Harden. And we know that um, – and, again, this is just me recklessly speculating. There's, no one has told me this. Um, and, by the way, I also feel like James Harden isn't feeling Doc. Like, I just didn't get a sense from watching their relationship that I felt like, wow, those two guys are aligned. And we know that Daryl Morey is aligned oh, with James Harden. Oh, good, good. I wanted to change the subject. We'll have plenty of time to talk about the, the Laker coaching search. Can I have it yeah. for a second? Yeah, here, take it. Yeah, take yeah, it go away, take it, Cappy. Yeah. Yes, I really want to hear, because I know you've talked about it a little bit earlier yep. in the show, I really want to hear about your pals that we're in over the course of the weekend. Because, uh, first question is this. We're, there was a lot of laughing, I suppose, you and all your college buddies. Oh, right? so much fun, yeah. Ca- catching up was great. Okay, and how many total guys were there? Uh, five of us all together. So okay. four friends flew in, and all we right. took a house together. Who's the first person that cried? It was my friend Ben. Really? Uh, he got very sentimental about it. Um, and he was talking about uh, being around our college apartment, which is right located perfectly next to railroad tracks, uh, and listening to Waylon Jennings. My friend Paul Waylon is a big country, country and western guy. Uh, big Hank Williams Jr., all that stuff. And Ben teared up uh, and got choked up. And we all did uh, because, you know, 35 years is a long-ass time. Yeah. yeah. Where uh, do you rank amongst your friends of the five of you? Where do you rank in terms of financial success, one through five? Ooh, I'm not answering that question. I have no idea. We did not swap bank statements. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I mean, I mean, yeah, you had to you know. know. You had to get a feel. You for know, it. though. Yeah, exactly. I'm with Ireland. You know. Uh, you know, but I mean, who cares? No, no. Here's okay, listen, listen. Let's do this way. Cares. Yeah, no, hold on, hold on, why do you? Why do you care how I'm much my fraternity brothers yeah, made in I'll life? I'll tell you the follow up. But okay. go ahead, George. Go ahead. I'll, I'll tell no, you my follow up. So. Are you in now? This is not you know. There's five of you. Yeah. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it a little. I'm not going to make it exactly the number. Okay. okay? So five would be twenty percent. Yep. So are you in the top thirty three percent? Yes. Okay. There you go. Yeah. See, the reason I was going to ask this though, Steve, and, and it's a serious question actually, is because I figure you take five guys who haven't been together in thirty five years. Yep. There's going to be a ton of laughing. Yep. There's probably going to be some crying along the way. Ton of ton of uh, stoned and drinking and blasted. Right. And then I figure that of the five of you, somebody may have made it big, and somebody could potentially be down on their luck. Somebody has a successful marriage. Somebody got divorced. Somebody's kids are awesome. Somebody's kids are all screwed up. I figure that in five people... There's probably got to be a lot of highs and a lot of lows. So here's the thing, though. In this short, brief amount of time, I think most people are keeping whatever bad stuff has happened to themselves. And I will tell you that all four of those guys are on their first marriages, which I assume means they're going to stick. So there have been no divorces, which is pretty incredible. That's cool. Yeah. They didn't need the dadvocates. That's there you go. Advocates, <laughs> yeah. But it's fortunate for your friends. Yeah, no, yes. it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, now, now, but Mason made an interesting observation about that, guys. He said that. In the Midwest, marriages last longer. That in California, that. we treat marriage, for lack of a better word, more casually. You guys agree. buy that? I'll buy it. I 100%. will buy it. I will. I, I, I listen, and it's, it's, I don't know if it's just the Midwest. I don't, maybe it is just the Midwest, for all I know. But I do feel like in places like New York and South Florida and in California, I don't know for whatever reason it is, I feel like more of my friends that live in places like Cleveland or Pittsburgh, they've been on their first marriage and they've not been divorced. And whereas so many of us who live in other kinds of places, yeah, we've, I don't know. I just can't decide, though. Is it is it the community I was raising my children in and the people I was around and the circumstances? Or is it California versus, you know, the Midwest? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's the middle of the country. The middle of the country treats marriage differently, I think, than the coast. So one thing I will say, and this I said this earlier, but I'll say it again. Everybody was kind of exactly who they were 35 years ago. Like, I, you know, when somebody would say something, I would say that, yeah, that's exactly what he would have said back then. I, I led me to believe that you kind of are who you are in life. Time passes. You get older. Your appearance changes, but you're kind of the same person. Well, at the except end of the day. for you, though. That's the weirdest thing. Like back then, when you know those guys, you were straight. You were a Republican. It's true. <laughs> now you're like the opposite of both of those things. Yeah, and, true. But it, did any of these guys say to you, Steve, the whole time I knew you were gay? Did no. anybody say that? No, not at all. Did anybody? Nobody would have known when I heard, yeah. when I heard that you were gay. I was completely shocked. No. Floored. In fact, it was never discussed. And the truth is, it's not that important. Uh, Juan did come around. Juan hung mm-hmm. out with us a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I think. It just 
doesn't matter anymore. I mean, is it true that it just, to those okay. guys, it made no difference? I, I'll tell you this. I would have never pegged you as a frat guy to begin with. Oh, like, really? I, I, Ireland 100% I would have pegged as a frat guy. You know. I, I was a like hardcore frat. I was a p- vice president of the fraternity, president of the fraternity, president of the interfraternity council. I mean, I was all those things. Wow. Outstanding Greek man, as, stuff like that. Yeah. And it is true, and somewhere I've got a VHS tape, I did introduce President Reagan uh, to a gigantic arena when I was a sophomore at Bowling Green, it would have been 1984, so he was wow. running against Mondale, and I yeah. introduced him, and it was like a thrill of a lifetime meeting Reagan. Mace, I'm going to tell you, you inspired me. It's a totally true story, seriously. I heard this whole thing, and I thought to myself, gosh, I have not been together with my college buddies all in the yeah. same room together. So I, I'm going to Pittsburgh in mid-June. I've got something to do there. and I, I, So one of my friends lives there. Another friend coaches for the Cleveland Browns. He's coming in. And the fourth guy that we all lived with, he lives down in Florida. I'm like, dude, you're a pilot. You need to fly into Pittsburgh, yeah. and you need to hang out with us for the for a couple of days because we don't have these opportunities often enough. Everybody's schedule is, is so different. So I don't listen. I don't know if everybody else felt the same way that I did, but I was truly inspired by. I need to reconnect with my pals who I haven't seen in ages together. Yeah, it was, well, do they want to reconnect with you? Yeah, the that's the question. Well, well you're going to find only, out. Only is Kevin Harlan going to be Only if Kevin there? Harlan comes. Yeah. 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 By, the, I, by the way, I, Dodgers up one to nothing in go. the first good, inning. Good. Hey, John, just yeah. so you know about the Clay Thompson stuff. So I ran into Clay yesterday uh, real jinx, quick before we go. George, George the Jinx. So no I ran jinx. It. I, I ran into him yesterday at uh, shoot around and I said, hey, so I guess I'm not a jinx. And his response, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're, I, George, m- miraculously, if they lose, I somehow don't think it'll be your fault. Apparently, yeah. I'm the only one. Yeah. Well, I told him. Well, I said I said the stat was at home. He's like, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right. Did you right, tell him your chops because of that? What's that? Did you let him know that we were all busting your chops over it? Oh, yeah. I told him. Yeah. All right, uh, coming. Up, I got to rush to my car because I got to listen to the very first segment of the oh, yeah. uh, Sedano and Cap show. You know, yeah. I love Sedano and Cappy. That's how I drive home every day. Uh, we're back tomorrow at one. Mason and Ireland, seven ten, ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg. Letting you know, ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! Bumping and bumping. Yeah, George, do it. Nobody got to go to good thing. No. What about big attack? By the way, Indiana Jones, the best. And this this is tough because I feel like there's a lot of great Harrison Ford roles including okay. Han Solo. Mm-hmm. He was also the president. He was also Jack Ryan. Um, Indiana Jones, his best character. Now, that movie that Chris talked about in 1984, was that the first of the of the Indiana no. Jones? Raiders movies? of the Lost Ark is ah, the first one. There we go, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yep. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom is the second one where the guy takes the, your heart out. Oh, it's which was scary. the one? Was, was Raiders of the Lost Ark the one where he, he goes down into that pit of snakes? Anybody remember that? I feel like there's snakes in both movies. I don't know, man, but I, I'm telling you, it's why I have such a hard time with snakes, because it's movies like that one where Raiders, I think it was Raiders of the Lost Ark, where there's like this dungeon of snakes, and it just freaks me out, the thought of it, you know? That's why uh, I have such a problem with snakes. I Indiana Jones. It was one of my favorite movies to watch as a kid, like those movies, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones, and even, you know, when I was a I want to say I was already a teenager when they did the, the, the one with Sean Connery as his dad. I thought that one was good, too. Boy, i got to think about where I stopped in this. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, check. Yeah. The second one, I think I would have seen it. Sounds Temple about of right. Doom, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and then you didn't that? see the one with Sean Connery is what you're saying. I don't think so. Why? I don't know. 
I don't know. That, I mean, it's just what a, is it with you not completing things? Well, it's it's a mm-hmm. big problem. It is a big problem. I mean, you still haven't seen Ted Lasso. The end of Ted Lasso. True. Hey, by the way, George, listen. I'm like, uh, I'm I'm 17 chapters into my book. I mean, come on, like end this thing already. Like, just finish writing it already, will you? Finish Ted Lasso, man. Damn. I know Ted Lasso. That yeah. Is why is it that you out. can't complete stuff? What's going on there? I'm just one of those people that you know. I I start something and and then I get distracted and then I go in a different direction and I just mm. don't really matter. Like, like, hey, listen, Ted Lasso is not the only show I didn't finish. Like, I feel terrible about not finish finishing Succession. You mm-hmm. know, like I was I was into Succession and I was really really into it and then all of a sudden just one day I, I I lost my pattern and I never went back to it and I don't know where to pick it back up. Same with Ray Donovan. Ray Donovan was a great Ray series. Ray Donovan. That show's oh, yeah. like 17 years old. It feels like now. Yeah, but I mean, it was a few years ago that I was into it. And as a matter of fact, I want to say it was before the Rams and the Chargers moved to L.A. Because there was a whole Ray Donovan. um, There was like a whole storyline of Ray Donovan, like helping a team move or or they they were looking at like all the the um, the stacks in Carson. And like they're going to build a football stadium right there in Carson. So there was a storyline to go with it. I, I don't know, man. Sometimes I start stuff and I just can't finish it. But it, it's like a common theme, it feels like. Though. But I will say, you know something? It's very funny you're bringing this up because, not, not joking around, in the slightest of bits, you ready? Mm-hmm. But when I did the Iron Man, okay, yeah. that I remember saying to my son right after, and you got to remember, he's 10 years old. He barely knows what's going on. Yeah. But I, I crossed the finish line, and there's my family, and I'm like down on a knee, and I'm telling my son, who's 22 now, who's 10 at the time, I'm like, I did this for you. I wanted you to see that when you start something, you finish. That when you put your mind to it, you can do it. And right. like that, like, that was like literally, George, and, my lesson, and, and yet I haven't followed through myself. I was just going to say, you've never done that ever since then, hmm. apparently. I know, it's hard. I don't know what it is. Anybody else have this problem where you start stuff and you don't finish? <laughs> I mean, not no. occasionally, but not like you. Like, it's everything. It's not everything, but it is I a mean, lot of stuff. Well, no, no, it is everything since 2010, basically, when you did your <laughs> Iron Man. Right. Once I got done with the Iron Man, I'm like, that's it. I, I, don't I need, proved that I can do it. I'm good. Yeah, I don't need to finish anything ever again, right. basically, was your position on this. <laughs> um, speaking of, of finishing stuff, when are the Lakers going to finish this coaching search? I mean, for the love of God. I mean, what this is going on here? I, I didn't realize this, but you know that, that Frank Vogel was let go by the Lakers. You know how, how long ago it's been? It's been well over a month. Yeah, 40 days. Yeah. And, and that may be I may be getting it wrong. I may have been reading an article that was published yesterday. Today could be 41 days for all. Right. Of yeah, I mean, yeah. It's been over a month. Yeah. And, and you would think and, and this is where I think the issue is. We all perceive the Lakers. Forget LeBron for a second. Just the Laker brand. We all perceive that to be the job, the yeah. place, the mm-hmm. organization, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And I just wonder do those that are potential candidates feel the way we feel about the Lakers' history and brand? Well, I, I, here's what I would say to that, because it's, it is a fascinating discussion. Because when you look at those candidates, you got Terry Stotts, who I think I told you immediately. He's he. There have been two candidates that I have been positive about, okay? And he was one, because I feel like if you're looking for an offensive coach, and I, I think he's that kind of guy. I also think he overachieved a ton in Portland. And then I said Darvin Ham because I feel like he has been a guy that should have been a head coach already and just hasn't gotten that opportunity to fulfill that particular void or dream or whatever. And I think that those two guys would be good coaches, but I wonder if any coach can be could be as successful as they would need to be to be able to hold on to this job for a long stretch of time. And by a long stretch of time, I mean, you know, multiple years, right? Several years, like a full contract. How about that? Yeah, because you think about it. Like, just let's use Juwan Howard as an example, okay? Credit to you. You brought up Juwan Howard's name from the very beginning. I did. Actually, before Vogel even got let go, which I felt bad about. Right, So, so let's call it 50 or 60 days ago, you brought up the name Juwan Howard. Well, here we are now. The job has been vacant for more than a month, almost a month and a half. Mm-hmm. And Jawan Howard's name hasn't really come up that much until he told them thanks but no thanks. So for all the talk about all these assistants and all these former NBA coaches who are down to the final three, Jawan Howard's name hadn't really been involved in it 
until just about yesterday when it was found when when it was reported that he turned the job down. Why? Why does a guy like Jawan Howard turn down the Laker job? Two things, in my opinion. Okay, I think nice. that number one, his sons are going to play for him, okay, and I sure. think that's that's a cool thing. That's probably the number one thing. I'm with you. Go ahead. Okay. So that if we're assigning a percentage, that is overwhelming the reason. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I think part of him looks at it and says, that situation isn't super stable. Yep. Yep. George, what am I getting myself into? Well, we thought of it as Jawan Howard, like, well, he knows LeBron. He played with him. You know, they've got a relationship. He'll respect Jawan Howard. But if you're Jawan, you're like, I'm at my alma mater. I'm going to coach my kids on my team. If I left for the big money and the bright lights of L.A., am I really going to be there for the next five or ten years? If the answer is, I'm not sure, but then you ask the same question, am I going to be here at Michigan, my school, for the next five or ten years? If the answer is, yeah, you got job security here. People love you here. It's, it makes for a very easy decision, in my opinion, to stay at Michigan rather than take the Laker job. Yeah, and, and, and again, he, he's a Michigan man. His sons are going to play there. He could, as long as he does a decent job and makes the tournament every year and has a couple of deep runs, because think about it, in college basketball, if you just are consistently in like, in the tournament, maybe every other year you make the Sweet 16, um, you know, once or, you know, once a decade, you know, you make a Final Four run, you know, maybe even, yeah, maybe a, maybe once or twice uh, every 10 years you make a Final Four run or an Elite Eight run, like you're going to keep your job for the most part. Right. I mean, you are royalty in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And if you're Michigan, you like to brag about this. You're like, hey, Jim Harbaugh's our football coach. He was a great player here. He played for Bo Bo Schembechler. He's had lots of opportunities to go into the NFL, but he's here. He's a Michigan man. And same goes for our basketball squad. We've got one of the fab five guys who's part of our, 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 our athletic department, part of the history of our university. He's royalty there. If I'm Jawan Howard, I'm looking at the Lakers job and I'm going, okay, coaching LeBron, he's still great. I got it. The rest of the team seems like a mess and a nightmare. I'm concerned about the front office situation. And when LeBron leaves, whether it's after this year or three years from now, what am I left with? So I just right. think if you're Jawan Howard and you have a five-year plan and you look five years into the future, you're like, years one, two, and three might be okay. I'm not sure if they will be or no. not, but they might be. The, but no, and, and even that, I would suggest they probably won't be. Right? That, like, that what makes suggestion you, you know? is exactly why somebody like Jawan Howard, who has a great situation at Michigan, goes, I don't need the job, and I don't need the aggravation. And frankly, given the roster, I don't think they're going to be good next year, no matter how good of a coach I am. Yeah. Yeah, I think that this Lakers team, their ceiling next year, if, they, if, the, if these are the three guys – five or six seed like that's their ceiling and i know laker fans don't want to hear that and i'm sure the lakers if they're listening don't want to hear that um, lebron doesn't want to hear it but that's my but you know what just because i say you're a five or six seed in the regular season doesn't mean that you can't catch some breaks and and get, make a run in the playoffs like i don't think that i'm those things are not mutually exclusive but in the regular season like i like i i don't know if that team you know, can be counted on for more than that. Well, even if they were to get up to a three seed, what does it matter? I mean, all you have to do is look at Golden State now, who's got this three nothing lead over Dallas. Obviously, you know you're there, but they're they're rejuvenated now with right. all these young guys that they've supplanted the roster with. Right. And so, if I'm LeBron, and I'm realistic, not I'm just believing my own hype and my own career and my own greatness. But if I'm really, really a, a smart basketball man, which I know LeBron is. If you look at Golden State and you look at the roster that the Lakers have currently, I just don't see how they can compete, the Lakers. At the moment, it looks tough. Again, we'll see what the offseason looks like. There's still plenty of time to figure out what it could look like. But right now, I'm with you on that. And ultimately, I think that Doc Rivers is the guy they really want, which we could tackle on the other side. And speaking of tackling, oh boy, there's a guy that we'll need to tackle for the Rams that may not be around at least according to reports. We'll talk about that as well. Stick around. We're back in two minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Party all the time, party all the time, party all the time. Oh, boy. My girl wants to party all the time, party all the time. Ah, uh, she parties all the time. <laughs> you got to admit, that's pretty good, George. Come on. Not terrible. That was I'll pretty good, you... Cap. That was pretty good. Pretty Not good. terrible. I'm, I'm going to have you guys know this. You ready? I was holding on to my headphone with my left fingers, holding on to it just the same way Eddie was jamming in the video. It's amazing that Eddie Murphy, when he came out with this, most of us were like, yo, Ed, like we see you on SNL. We see you in the movies. What's going on here, man? But he had a passion for it. He wanted to do it. He couldn't. He did it really well. I think. Well, he did it well a couple of times. Yeah, right. I mean, he had a couple of good songs, but. I mean, you know, but he did do it. Um, you know, then, you know, Jamie Foxx has done it. Jamie Foxx has had way more success than than Eddie Murphy, though, when it comes to music. But it's interesting how these guys have impressions of singers and then all of a sudden are like, you know what? I can sing really good as Stevie Wonder. Maybe I could just sing really good as me. Yeah. And, you, you know, and there's autotune. What do you mean by that? What do you mean? What do you mean by that? What do you mean there's auto-tune? You mean like th- these guys, that's not really them? You mean like they're getting all this production help? Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe. maybe. I mean, so. we can make you sound good, too, I'm sure. My girl wants to party all the time. Party all the time. Keep I think we should do the time. Can we get someone? I, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach out to someone I know in the music industry, see if yeah. we can auto-tune you. Oh, dude, I want a studio session for sure. <laughs> How do we go from that to that? Yeah, I want a studio session, man. Yes, yes. And I, I think I would, we should make this. We can film it. It'll be hilarious. And I really would like to invite Snoop if he would like to come in and produce. No, for but me. now you got again. Now you take Extra. it to a different level. Yeah. Always, it's got to be a different. Well, if I'm level. gonna do it, George. I want to do it right. I mean, right. But I'm gonna get. I know somebody in the music industry that probably can help us here. And okay. you want me to go? You want to go from me having someone who I know who works in the music music industry to like a, a music icon. Like what can we just be somewhere on a lower rung to make this happen? We doesn't, you know, like my answer is yes, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be so good. Oh my and, god. And we're going to auto-tune so brilliantly. Yeah. That my next record I'll I'll right. probably work with Snoop. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Um, Lindsay, you had a story. Speaking of things that are ridiculous, uh, you had a story about Arby's that I wanted to hear about. What What is this deal with Arby's? Oh, I saw that Arby's is um, going to be offering a burger for the first time ever what? in their history. Yeah, and it's it's like that fancy meat. What? How do you say it again? Wait, wagyu, 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 wagyu. So yeah, yeah they announced it today. Um, it's the new wagyu steakhouse burger. And it's on their, it's for a limited time. They're going to have a couple different variations of it, but it's supposed to be like a gourmet burger at Arby's who's never served burgers before. So, okay. Yeah. I'm a big believer in people should always expand their horizons, right? Like individuals. Okay. Like if you've never tried something, try it. Like yesterday at, at, a, at a restaurant, I tried to get PJ Carlisimo to have sushi. Didn't happen. Um, and I always, and I told him, I said, listen, you should try it. It's just fish. You'll be okay. And rice. But he didn't do it. So I'm a big believer in expanding your horizons. However, uh-huh. there are entities. There are certain entities that need to know how entities, not individuals, entities that need to know how to stay in their lane. I don't even think Arby's roast beef or whatever the hell they throw, concoctions they throw on, cold cuts, whatever they do, uh, is, is all that good to begin with. When I when I think the best thing at your at, on your menu is your curly fries, that doesn't say much about your food items. Okay, so they need to stay in their lane and not be doing burgers. Okay, I'm sorry. I understand your point. I do, um, but I look, oh, hold on. Let me start off by saying this: When was the last time you were at an Arby's? Easily over a decade ago. Yep. Anybody else been into an Arby's within the last ten years? Because I haven't either. Nope. I have because it's the only place near my mom's house in Cleveland 
where it's open past like 10 p.m. So mm -hmm. like I've I, I used to get like their sandwiches sometimes, not like the roast beef ones, but they had like turkey sandwiches. You know, they're like open late and I would get that or like the curly fries, like George said, they're yeah. pretty good. So so back in the old days when I would go to an Arby's on rare occasions, their roast beef sandwich on an onion roll with like a cheese whiz sort of product. No, see, you lost me there. You can't be doing cheese whiz, bro. Well, yeah, tell people that in Philadelphia, because nope. in Philadelphia, gross. that's that's the cheese they use on a cheesesteak. I know. I think it's gross. Yep. Okay. Well, here's the thing. All I'm saying is this. The Arby's traditional roast beef sandwich, which is the onion roll, the roast beef, and the cheese whiz, telling you right now, is freaking delicious. Now, I haven't been there in 10-plus years. Right. So it's not like I go running for it. Right. But, but if I told you you could have a Wagyu beef burger at Arby's, are you running to Arby's for that? I am, I'm not, but I'm also not running to Arby's for their Euro sandwich. Like, I think their problem is they have too many items on their menu rather than just trying to be like in and out where you're like, look, we do burgers. It's pretty simple. Hamburger, cheeseburger, single, double. Wait, you don't want bread? Fine. We'll do lettuce wrap. But that's what we do here. Burgers and yeah. shakes. We perfect yeah. them. Yeah. I feel like that's Arby's problem is they got too much stuff on their menu. They're you. Yeah, they're they're listen, like I see the commercial for the pecan chicken salad sandwich. Have you seen that commercial? No. Where they've but, got a but, a, but they're a, you. You try to do way too many things and then you never finish any of them and they don't all turn out all that well. Probably right on. I mean, I'm looking at their menu right here right now. They got a corned beef Reuben. I'm not going to Arby's to get a corned beef Reuben. Mm -hmm. They got a jalapeno bacon chicken ranch wrap sandwich. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's just there's too many items here. You listen, sometimes I think that's Jack in the Box's problem, too. Like, stick to burgers and maybe throw in a taco. But I'm telling you, these these restaurants, the Wagyu beef burger, I'm not yeah, running but, to Arby's. But you know what? But Jack has got Jack. You know what I mean? Like, the, the commercials are great. So they've got that. I mean, Arby's, I guess their commercials are memorable. It's We have the meats, right? But whatever. I, I don't know. Not my thing. Anyhow. Uh, it's a good I, sandwich, I just, though. I'm telling you, this roast beef on the onion roll, George, highly underestimated. But you might want to give it a shot. I'm a big believer in individuals expanding their horizons. Entities, as a business, you got to stay in your lane. you got to know what you're good at. How about so. this, though? This looks pretty good. The buffalo chicken slider looks all right. It's, it's a fried chicken here. sandwich. Can you really screw that up? Well, it's buffalo chicken you know, sauce and uh, like some blue cheese dressing on this nice-looking little slider roll. Pretty nice-looking. Uh, let me ask you a question real quick. Go ahead. Doc Rivers. Oh, dramatic pause. I had to very, very how. dramatic pause. Seriously, I, mean, I, I didn't know what question was coming here. Respect the pause. <laughs> um, Doc Rivers. Yeah. Even if, let's just say, because clearly we, you know, I've told you Daryl Morey is playing shenanigans here with the Lakers, like saying that he wants to keep him. And it, it feels like a lot of people in the know think, feel like they believe that Doc Rivers is the candidate the Lakers actually want because it's probably one of the few candidates that they can get LeBron and them to agree upon because I think the original one was Juwan Howard. That was why I, it made the most sense. But now, I don't know if LeBron – I'm sure LeBron would be cool with Darvin Ham. I get the sense that he'd be fine with Darvin Ham. I don't know how he feels about Terry Stotts, and I don't even know if he knows I, – I don't even know what he thinks about Kenny Atkinson. Um, but I, I get that being the sense. But even if he was available and you didn't have to give up anything, would you want him? Ah, good question. The, the question is, why? Real simple. If the Lakers really do want Doc Rivers, the question has to be, why so? What what is this consumption with Doc Rivers? I mean, um, listen, is, is he a good coach? Yeah, I suppose he's a good coach. My goodness, he's been he's been at it for a really long time. I mean, this guy's been a coach in the NBA since the late '90s, so he must be doing something right if he can coach in this league for 23 years. Well, it, here here's why I think that. I mean, I I know that most Laker fans do not want him. Right, like, but but is I'm that just an emotional thing or is that an analytical thing? I think it's both. I don't think it has to be one or the other. I think it's a bit of both. I think it's a he was the Celtics coach. B he was the Clippers coach. Right. He also has said some stuff about the Lakers in the past um, because he was those two coaches. And I think D 
yeah, sometimes there's been some stubbornness, let's call it, from Doc. Now, me, George Sedano, the guy who does, who's a media personality, who talks to players and coaches in the NBA all the time because of what I do beyond this radio show, I love Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is great for someone like me. Doc Rivers has been great to me. So do I want Doc Rivers? Yes, because I, I, I never – there are no bones about it. I root for me, okay? And, and what's good for me is Doc Rivers here because, A, there's going to be polarization from the fan base, and, B, he's going to be easy for us, okay, from a work perspective. So I want him, but I do understand the stuff that Laker fans are not thrilled about. Like, okay, but let me, you know, let me throw this at you. All four of those things that I right. mentioned. But, but let me throw this at you. If you're a Laker fan, if you're a hardcore Laker fan, and that makes you a Celtic hater and a Clipper hater. Yeah, by the way, F Boston, down 2-1, going into tonight. And, yeah. and, just, and just injuries everywhere on both of these teams, and I really suspect that whoever emerges from the East is going to get just destroyed by Golden State, but that's another story. Yeah. If you're a hardcore Laker fan and that makes you a Celtic hater and a Clipper hater, can I ask everybody a quick question here? Ask, ask away. Are you really not able to get over what Doc Rivers may have said about the Lakers when he was coaching the Celtics or the Clippers. I mean, really? Like, can you I mean, not I, get over that? Okay, I I, I can. Um, but, Cap, you and I look at this, and we look at it as people who can compartmentalize this. Fan is short for fanatic for a reason. I still think, though, that if I said to all Laker fans, he, here's your choice, Doc Rivers, Terry Stotts, uh, Darvin Ham and what's the other guy's name? Atkinson. What, what, what's his first name? Kenny Atkinson. Kenny, Kenny, okay. Kenny. If I said to you of these four coaches, who do you want, Laker fans? I'm mm. going to just take a stab here that the majority of people would say Doc Rivers. It's like as if it was like no, a family I, feud I, if question. I had to be, if I had to bet, yeah. And we can have the ESPN Los Angeles people put up a poll. Terry Stotts. Darvin Ham, Kenny Atkinson, or Doc Rivers, the four selections. And I bet you Darvin Ham would win. See, I think I actually think that Doc Rivers would win because if you just take nope. out of it the emotion of him being the Celtics coach at one time and the Clippers coach at one time, and you take out of it anything he would have said, ask right. yourself this question. When he walks into that locker room, who gets the most respect from LeBron? Is it, is it Doc Rivers or is it any of the other three guys? Oh, it's going to be Doc. I'm with you. Look, I agree with you. I'm just telling you, I think that the emotion is what people, what drives people in this situation. Well, if your emotion drives you and your emotion is, I want to feel good emotionally, I want the Lakers to win, I would tell you that I think of those four names, Doc Rivers probably gives you the best chance as a coach to succeed. Because I don't know that Darvin Ham's going to be a great NBA coach. Do you? I mean, I don't know that he's going to be a great head coach. He might be, but I don't know that for sure. I mean, you don't like the Chargers. So you should you let the emotion run over you there. That is true. I do not like the Chargers, but I am very happy with their head coaching choice because I understand who they hire. They hire guys that are looking for their first experience, guys that, are, that cost less because they're getting opportunity, and guys that are willing to, to be a puppet to the front office. I don't think that's what the Lakers need right now. I think they need somebody that's strong. Oh, they need an adult in the room. I'm with you. But yeah. I think that they I think they I, I think that if they can't get Doc, they're gonna they're gonna be looking for that other those other characteristics that you yep. mentioned. Yeah. And I uh, listen, again, I, I would take Doc Rivers right now. If you gave me Doc Rivers versus the other three right now and you're available. Too. Yes, hundred percent. Yes, hundred percent. No brainer for me. By the way, coming up next, I mentioned the Rams. Could be some trouble on the horizon. But the division seems to be a little unstable at the moment based off uh, who's reported to OTAs. We'll get to that and some really crazy, crazy endings in these Dodger games, uh, particularly the one yesterday. We're, we're going to have to discuss Max Muncy, honestly, here. All right? We'll do all that coming up. Stick around. 710 ESPN back in two minutes. <laughs> Lindsay, did you like that show because of that? Um, I think did I was too young to appreciate it. Because oh, okay. it was like an adult, like not an adult, but it was like a sitcom on that was like later, mm -hmm. and I was pretty young. 
like I've definitely seen it and like he's super famous but like in Cleveland that is but like I I I mean I'm more of like a Drew Carey on the Price is Right era. Now yeah, I remember was, watching though, that show. The show was funny. On? Is is no. is that still on Price is Right with Drew Carey? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah that's, that's on for a while. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he still hosts that show. Yeah, he's yeah. been doing that for what 20 years now, something like that. Yeah. That's an incredible mm-hmm. run. Mhm. That is an incredible run, Drew Carey. To take over for Bob Barker and it's still going? I had no idea. When's the Price is Right on? Um, I think like 11, 11 in the morning, I want yeah. to say. Mm-hmm. Perfect wow. sick day TV is Price is Right. God, I haven't seen the Price is Right. It's been, I probably have, haven't seen the Price is Right in a longer period of time than I've been in an Arby's. Arby's. I've probably been in an Arby's in the last 10 years once or twice, and I probably haven't seen the Price is Right in 10 to 15 years. You know what's yeah. crazy is Bob Barker is going to be 100 like next year, I think. No way. Yeah, yeah he's still going, Bob. Wow. Yeah. Hundred years old. Unbelievable. So Ch- Chuck in our uh, Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust says, I don't want Rivers because he's overrated AF. I don't care that he's coached the Clippers or Celtics. He's an underachieving coach considering all the talent he's had. Okay. All right. Well, at least uh, at least we're getting a little bit of feedback as if look, if you're a Laker fan and you have the choice of Doc Rivers or Darvin Ham. What you know about Doc Rivers, you don't necessarily know about Darvin Ham. So would you rather go with, this is the guy I know, and I know what I'm going to get from him, or would you rather go with the, you know what, let's just, let's just throw the dice here and go with a young guy who, who doesn't have head coaching experience? Me personally, um, with this roster, I'd much rather have the experienced head coach. I would too. Um, but... You know, because this is not like people think, oh, look at Ime Udoka with the Boston Celtics, which, by the way, they play tonight. Uh, 5.30 coverage begins after us. Bleep Boston is our motto here the uh, the next uh, yeah. or it's been the motto the last week or so. So. And by the way, Marcus Smart's not playing tonight. So that's uh, interesting, considering this is like a battle of attrition. These How two about Jimmy Butler. Earlier, What's his deal? Is Jimmy Butler officially? He's going to play. Oh, he is going to play. OK. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how. The last time he sat out for a knee injury, though, he played pretty terribly the next day, so we'll see. Um, but back to the Lakers real quick, and just and then we can move on. And we'll get back to it in the next segment. But I, I, I'm with you. I just think that people look at, well, Emil Doka, look how much success he's had as a former player, first-time coach, long-time assistant. Yeah, but his players are younger for the most part. And he's got a guy in Al Horford, like the veteran guy on the roster, that has been around a long time, is easygoing. He's like a coach's dream. I don't know if this Lakers roster is similar to that one. I I don't believe it to be. I think that this is a tough job for a first-time head coach, in my estimation, even a guy who played in the league as long as Darvin Ham did. Yeah, listen, you're you're not coming in to coach LeBron James when he's 29 or 30 years old and you've got the future. You're talking about LeBron at 37, who will be 38 during the season, and, you know, time is not on his or if you're going to become the head coach or your side. It's just not. And if you do bring back Russell Westbrook, and that's another whole set of issues that you got to deal with. And then if you have Anthony Davis, great. But if you don't, then you got to figure out who else to use and what kind of circumstances. My point is only this. LeBron James will, in my opinion, respect Doc Rivers. LeBron James might like the idea of a young guy, but if he doesn't respect him, or if at any point the coach loses LeBron, you lost the team. I don't think that Doc would lose LeBron, no matter what. I think he would have enough trust in Doc Rivers. I don't know this is a fact. I, I mean, I, I don't opinion. want to say, I, I, again, I'm not an absolutist, as you know, so I don't want to say no matter what, but I do think he has a much better chance of reaching him. Yes, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. So, and, look, and you know, I don't always agree with you. Yep. I just wonder this though. You know, you you've mentioned this, and I know you said Ramona has kind of mentioned this as well, that the Seventy Sixers front office has made a point that oh, yeah. they intend to keep Doc. Yep. Now, now what you guys seem to be saying is subterfuge is, that, is right, what that, I call it. Yes. That they're they're really waiting for the Lakers to make them an offer. Hmm. I mean. Is that really what's going on here? And, and let's just say that the Lakers don't. Let's say this. Let's say the Lakers go hire somebody else as their head coach. Is Doc Rivers going to get fired like the next day? Like we don't need him uh, anymore. We only held on to him because we were using him as a negotiating ploy. Well, he's already been traded once. 
<laughs> so, I mean, yeah. I mean, this is not new. He's, he knows how to deal with it. No, I'm, what I'm wondering is, but, is that if the Sixers are truly committed to him the way they've said they are. Yeah, they, well, they'll they'll stick it out. I mean, this it's a is, game of chicken, but yeah. I think they'll stick it out, yeah, because Joel likes him. But, you know, as we're talking about all of this, here's one thing I would just add to the conversation, which is this. Yeah. If it costs me one penny, one penny to get Doc Rivers, I'm not doing it. If he's an available street you're, free you're agent saying, coach. You're saying if you're the Lakers. Right. If I'm the Lakers right. and it costs me money or it costs me draft equity or if it costs me players or whatever it is, I might a bag of basketballs, you right. know, whatever it costs me, my answer is no. Right. If he's an available free agent coach, yeah. I would like to talk to him. Yeah, I'm, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up assets to to trade for Doc Rivers. I I I'm with you. I'll Daryl Morey. I'm gonna I'm gonna if I'm again if I were giving free advice, okay, to Rob Palinka and Jeannie Buss and Linda and Kurt Rambis and Phil Jackson or whoever's involved in this process, okay, I would say this. I don't believe that again. This I said this during crosstalk. This is me recklessly speculating. I want to say that on the front end, okay? This Don't is not a report. Aggregate. This is not a report. This is not me doing anything other than observing things with my eyes. No one has told me this, but even before I did those two games between Philly and Miami, I got the sense that, like, hmm, I don't know if those two, as in Doc and James Harden, I don't know if those two are on the same page. And then I got to observe it, and it just didn't feel like there was a real connection there like I saw maybe with Joel or Tyrese Maxey or some of the other players. Now, granted, they haven't been together a long time. But I, I just – I didn't get the sense that those two are connected very much. Well, And, and, and if that's the case – hold on, Cappy. And if that's yeah. the case, we know Daryl Morey loves James Harden. He literally called him his basketball Jesus one mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Okay? So I, I, if I were the Lakers, okay, Daryl Morey, you're going to keep Doc? All right. We'll let you we'll let you run through that, and we'll uh, and we'll fig- we'll let you kind of go through that. I would let them. I would play a game of chicken with Philly in that situation. That would yeah. be me. I mean, listen, if I were Philadelphia, and you you brought up the you know how Daryl Morey has talked about James Harden, but if I were Philadelphia, I'd be like, listen, I want consistency in my organization. Harden got here. We didn't really go very far. There were a lot of question marks, particularly about the last part of of his of the last game that they played. I'd rather have Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid and build around those guys than a max contract with Harden. So I'd, I'd rather have Doc and not Harden than have Harden and yeah, not Yeah, but they're, I, I don't think they're going to do that, and I don't think they're going to give James a max contract, but we can talk about that at another time. All right, we got a break. We're back in two minutes. What you need to know, we still got to get to this, the, all the insanity going on in the NFC West today uh, with these OTAs. And, uh, and, and, oh, one Hall of Fame player does weigh in on the whole – Lakers saga. We'll tell you who that is coming up next.